Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the Vive podcast. I am here with the outstanding Doug Lehman. He's the president of commercial business for Prescriptive Health. He's a passionate leader that has been focused on uniquely positioning organizations for substantial growth and profitability for decades. As a proven industry thought leader, Doug has been sharing his experience on employee engagement, creating a culture of health, and population health management at conferences throughout the country for many years. Prior to joining Prescriptive Health, Doug was the chief revenue officer at Wonder Health and also spent 15 years as the CSMO and president of health and life at Gills Bar. So with that introduction, Doug, I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. Saul, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. The conference is fantastic, too, here at Vive. It's just electric, and we're excited to be talking to you today. So yeah. thanks for having me. Yeah, no, for sure. And so Prescriptive is up to some really exciting things, and we're going to get a chance to unpack that today. Before we do, I'd love to learn more about you. What is it that makes you tick? Why do you work in healthcare? Yeah, that's just such a, that's such a great question. And I think my answer is the system is profoundly broken. And what breaks my heart about it is there, there's one person that seems to be always forgotten, and that's the patient. And at Prescriptive, for example, that's what we care about is the patient, period. Everything we do is about patient engagement and, uh, and arming the patient with the tools they need to stop being a victim of the healthcare process. And so it's too complex. It's difficult. There's money being made, and it's hard to figure out where the money's coming from. It's not transparent enough. It's the only industry in the world that the buyer doesn't know what something costs. And, uh, and so I just have a lot of passion about it. I, I want it to change. And that's why I came to Prescriptive Health. That's great. I appreciate that, Doug. It is, it's a big opportunity for us to do something about it. We're hearing a lot of buzz about Prescriptive Health and how you're rewriting the script for the U.S. pharmaceutical market. Can you explain what Prescriptive Health is and tell us a little bit more about the background and founding of the company? Yeah, let's start with the founding of the company. Yeah. So Chris Blackley and Kevin Young started a Prescriptive Health back in 2017. They were senior executives at Microsoft. And so we have a, obviously a health tech background. We're a health tech company, period. So we approach trying to solve and rewrite the script for the U.S. pharmaceutical industry from a technology perspective. They, their why, I would call it, is Chris was involved in a, a company that he sold prior to, in the pharmacy space, prior to joining Microsoft. And he saw how broken the industry was. And there's also somebody that he knows very well that ended up passing away because they mm. couldn't afford the medication that they needed. And they started the company with some really founding principles, which are we cannot change the industry unless we build it from the ground up. It's not something you can just put duct tape on. We've got to create an entire new ecosystem in the pharmacy world. Otherwise, we have to use the other organizations that may be part of the problem, Right. And so we have to stand on our own two feet. That, that's one of the things that are really important to us. The second was the patient. And you might flip those and say the patient was first. But, mm -hmm. And we need to do everything we can to help a patient get engaged again. The industry has gotten so difficult that people now feel, you know what? We need to figure out how to change the cost of health care, but we can't count on patient behavior because they're never going to change. And I think that's a shame. The reason they haven't changed to date is because they haven't been given the effective tools to change people, think about it. If people want to go buy anything, they want to buy a new refrigerator, right? You spend months kind of looking, researching, trying to research, figure out what kind of refrigerator you want. Well, what about your healthcare? What about the drugs that you're putting in your body? They feel completely detached and they just are told, okay, 
where do you want us to send your prescription? And then they show up at a pharmacy and they don't have any idea what it's going to cost. They don't have any idea if there's an alternative medication. And they get there and they realize, oh my gosh, I can't afford that. Mm. And they say, is my insurance paying any of this? What kind of insurance do I have? I can't believe how expensive this is. And that's why there's so much problem with abandonment of drugs. People just don't take them. And then guess what happens? They end up in the hospital. Then the costs go through the roof. The cycle. Yeah. And so the patient is another huge principle of what we're doing. And everything that we do revolves around what we have a patent on, which is digital prescriptions, which we'll talk about a little bit later. No, that's great. So so I would love to dive into that because, I mean, I imagine a world where instead of opaque not knowing what everything is, there's a world where I actually know my options yeah, and I actually know what they cost. So talk to us about that. Wouldn't that be cool? That, huh? that would be amazing. Yeah. So do you remember a long time ago when you went to the doctor and they prescribed you a medication, they gave you a sheet of paper yep. and you actually owned this prescription. You put it in your pocket and you took it to where you wanted to fill it, yep. right? Then came e-prescribing. And so then you go to the doctor's office and they say, they ask you one question, where do you want us to send the script, Right. And they send it to some pharmacy and that's it. And you're just no idea, as I mentioned before, what it is or what it's going to cost. Well, we've developed a technology using the SMS text platform. And at the point of care, okay, when you're there and you get prescribed a medication, your phone will ping almost real time with a text from us. You click on that text and it'll say you were prescribed drug XYZ. Okay, here's what it's going to cost you the exact cost, because we have all of the information, the plan design, the accumulators to know how much they've spent so far, everything, the formulary, all the pharmacies, we have it all built into our algorithm, right? And so they get this as you're you're prescribed drug XYZ, you'll pay $100 and your plan pays $500. So now they even know how much their employer is actually supporting this, which would be nice because employees tend to become entitled and they think, you know, what's going on and someone should pay, but I don't know what they're paying and are they paying? Well, now you get to see, yes, your employer is paying a significant amount of this money, but then it'll say there's alternative medications that you can Mm. take Mm. in this same class. And if you take this one, it's going to cost you $50. And if you take this one, it's going to cost you 20. Mm -hmm. And you can have a conversation with your doctor right there at the point of care, because we feel strongly that the pharmacy experience should start at the point of care, Mm. engage that patient right away so they can have discussions and become educated. And most of the time when the patient shows this, Hey, my pharmacy benefit manager just sent me this. The doctor doesn't know everybody's formulary. The doctor doesn't know that they see so many patients a day. They're not going to care as long as it's a drug that treats the same thing the same way, which they are. And then they can make that switch right there and then they'll get a text again. And they now have a digital prescription in their hand. Right. And the next phase is pharmacy shopping. So the next screen on this text message will say, pick your pharmacy and we'll give the exact cost of that drug at every pharmacy within a radius or however you want to filter it, by the way. Wow. So let's say you're on vacation and you land in New York and you need to pick up a drug. It'll pull up every pharmacy around at an exact cost and you'll have a digital prescription in hand. And so we have a patent on digital prescriptions using blockchain. So hmm. we use the blockchain. Oh, is that right? It's done. Okay. That's right. Cool, cool. And so then They pick the pharmacy. Let's say it's the local independent pharmacist because, boy, do we love to support them. And they press that button and then simultaneously we are shooting it to that pharmacy. And so when they get there, they're not wondering what it costs. They know it. They have the digital prescription in their hand. They know exactly what it's going to cost to the penny. And I'm telling you, when employees, patients, employees start using this technology, they'll never not. I mean, it's let's say they have multiple prescriptions, too. It gets confusing. 
Sometimes you get an email at home that says, hey, your prescription's ready. Well, what prescription? What's it going to cost? I'm taking four different medications. Well, not with us. You have a medicine cabinet built in this technology too. So it'll sell you every medicine that you're taking. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And you'll know, yeah, you'll know exactly um, awesome. what medicine's ready when it's time to pick it up. If there's a significant change in cost, we'll let you know. But guess what? This change that then you can pick it up at this pharmacy for this kind of money. And what I like about that, Doug, and folks, we've been talking a lot about the patient experience. And what I really like about this technology and the approach is that it, it is consumer driven. Yeah. Right. And it's real time. And we talk about having it fast, having it your way. Well, well, now's the time. So it, when you say consumer driven, it's kind of interesting because years and years ago, we came out with consumer driven healthcare. There's, there was a couple problems with that. There were no tools to enable a patient to be consumer driven. But yet now they have a higher deductible uh, and they had a health savings account or let's say a, uh, an HRA to help pay for expenses to engage them. But how the employee felt what that was all about, basically shift happens. That's what it felt yeah. like. You're just shifting costs yeah. to me. And so now, you know what? We've learned a lot in that experience and hearing from employees. And so they don't mind being engaged if you give them the ability to be engaged, to really understand what this is all about and stop being a victim of the process. It's very intimidating. Let's not forget healthcare is a very emotionally driven process. Yeah. When you are going to the doctor, it's because something's wrong. When you're in the hospital, it's because something's wrong, right? Yeah. And so it, you have to make it as easy as possible and very intuitive where it's just point, click. If someone has to click three or four times, you're going to lose them, right? So, totally. so it's about delivering them information when they need it most, not pinging them all the time, not saying, hey, come on to the app. It's not an app. What we do is not an app, and here's why. It's text. As soon as you get an app, what's the first thing you do? You turn off notifications. Right? Totally. So I can't communicate at the point of care in real time with somebody that on an app because you've turned off the notifications. Yeah, yeah. Doug, on that point, I was having a conversation a few months ago with another tech leader and he's like, look at your phone, Saul. And so I looked at my phone. He's like, how many apps do you have messages from that you haven't seen? And I was like, oh my God, like there's a bunch, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's a bunch. Yeah. You guys look at your phone right now. You listen to this podcast. If you're driving, don't do it, but yeah. look at your phone. There's a bunch of unanswered things in your apps. That's right. Now look at your texts. That's right. How many are unanswered? You've probably seen all of them. And so, yeah. To, you just touched on Yeah. It. You're exactly That's right. That's the point. They will open that. And by the way, every time we text the patient's from the same number, so they can just save, us at, save it as prescription. Oh, that's great. Yeah. They so they're not getting... A bunch we're of not random getting, numbers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they look at a text right away. That's exactly right. And, and of course, when they click on it, they have to put a PIN number in for HIPAA reasons and those types of things. But we spend a lot of time on consumer behavior, right? And trying to understand how people learn and trying to make that experience as intuitive as possible. And you know what? If it isn't, we change it. So that's what's beautiful. We're a technology company. And so we're always making it better, always, every single day. And so we just want them to have a shopping experience that they didn't even know they could have. Most people, they have no idea there's a different cost at different pharmacies. They have no idea. Yeah. And a lot of these co-insurance plans, it could be significant. And, uh, and so shopping, they always said, well, I go to this Walgreens or whatever because it's on my way home. Well, what if you went like a minute out of the way and saved $80? Would you? Done. You, you bet. A month. Right? You bet. They sure would. That adds yeah. up. Yeah. And we're also, by the way, a full service PBM. So, oh, so you are as well? That, okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. And our mobile experience is included in what we do as a PBM. And w the last piece of what we were founded on was complete transparency. And there are transparent PBMs out there, but one of the problems 
in our industry. They may be transparent, but they'll own a specialty pharmacy where they make money. They own a, let's say, a mail order where they make money, right? And we just have a principle that as soon as you make money on the sale or selection of a drug, you're no longer conflict-free. Mm. And we want to work for the employer and their, pay, and their employees and nobody else, right? Yes. And as soon as we're making money on medications, that changes. And so we don't, and we never will. And that's a real strong principle of ours. I'll give you an example. In health systems, specialty medications are important to them. They actually have in-house pharmacies, and that's actually a revenue source for them. And most PBMs are fighting them for those, their specialty scripts because they make I, – I work for the employer, the health mm-hmm. system, right? So you want your specialty scripts, our actual technology – can drive the patient to your in-house pharmacy. When we send them those text messages, guess what? The best deal you're going to get is right here in the system. And so we just want to be able to be conflict-free. And so we charge a PMPM, and that's it. And it's so interesting. People don't believe, well, we're, you're, you're making money elsewhere. Per member per month. Per member per month. Okay. Yeah, we don't know. Our clinical programs, prior authorization, everything is included in that PMPM. And so we can work. Everything is part of it. Like- yeah. Like you'll see, most rules that PBMs have are about the PBM meaning forced mail order, for example, mm-hmm. do the same cost at retail for 90 days. We don't have to force. We, we'll use a mail order facility, but you don't have to use it. We're not going to force people to do things because we're going to make more money as a PBM. And I think that we also take fiduciary liability, and not many people do that, because we just want to do everything we can to make sure that employer knows we're working in their best interest every day. And Doug, a question that employers listening to this might be asking themselves is, well, I kind of have everything bundled, right? Like I, I do everything through my plan and my PBM and it's all one. Can you carve it out? Is it possible to yeah. work with you guys? Absolutely. An unbundled environment, it's about choosing the best vendor to accomplish what you need. A lot of those, if it's all bundled in together, it's also hard to find where the dollars are going, isn't it? It's yeah. not transparent. It's not clear. And so in a self-funded plan, you can absolutely unbundle that and Every day it happens, and it's the right decision. Oh, interesting. So so just to be sure we're on the same page here with you, mm-hmm. when you say self-funded, are you, are you talking about a, a self-insured employer? Yeah. Got right. it. That's okay, right. cool. That's cool, exactly cool. right. Yeah. So in today, I mean, some employers under 100 lives so actually self-insured, right? Yeah. Like large employers, yeah, yeah. most of them now. are cool. self-funded. So they can do the things they want to do and design a plan that's most effective for their employee population. Wow. That's exactly right. Wow. And I would imagine there's some average figures there, but what are you saving people on average? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I'm going to answer it, but sometimes I don't like answering it because everybody <laughs> in general. every marketing material they've yeah. ever given say they save X amount of percent from for... So how but, would you answer that? Like, what's the question behind the question you'd like to answer? Yeah. So how we generate savings, and then I'll tell you kind of the number, but there's multiple ways. So we built our own network of 62,000 pharmacies. So a lot of PBMs use like the big three or so and borrow and lease networks. Well, we felt we needed to stand on our own. So we built our own. Mm. We have very aggressive contracts, good pricing. We use NADAC pricing for generics, which is extremely competitive. So we did that. We also contracted directly with pharma and we can use an aggregator when we need to for rebates, but we contracted directly with them. And then our formulary is built on efficacy, safety, and cost. And so we manage to the lowest net cost. And a lot of PBMs chase rebate dollars because rebates are big, but they're also expensive drugs. For us, we want the least expensive drug because sometimes that, even with rebate, is going to be the best route. So we manage to the lowest net cost. You add those things together plus our technology we've been talking about, there's significant savings uh, from that technology. Because when somebody switches from a 
$500 drug to a $40 drug, the patient benefits, the plan benefits. And so we see anywhere from 15 to about 40% savings when we bring a new client on board. And it's a result of all of those things combined. And it's savings is one thing, and it's really important. But when this business, because healthcare is an emotionally driven decision, they've got to be serviced appropriately. They've got to have handholding. We've got to answer the phone when the patient calls. We've got to provide education materials in a real comprehensive way so they understand this mobile experience. Because once they use it once, as I mentioned, they keep using it. And the savings are unbelievable. And now it's a positive experience instead of something that just that really makes them feel like a victim in the process. That's great. No, thank you, Doug. And there's the upfront savings of the actual medication costs, but also the savings of your employees are actually taking the meds they need to, right? Because they're actually buying them because they actually are picking the right ones. That is such a really good statement, Saul, because you're right. I mentioned abandonment earlier. People aren't picking up their drugs in in the hospital. So not only are they sick and worse off than they ever were, they're also not at work, right? And so... And adherence is the other one. Well, don't stay on their medications for many reasons. Sometimes it's too expensive. Sometimes they just feel awful about the process. And so our mobile experience keeps them engaged. We can monitor what they're doing, understand patient behavior better, and make sure they adhere to the drug and they pick it up. And so you're exactly right. So we prevent a lot of hospitalizations and things by the way we manage people. Yeah, for sure. Well, Doug, we're all consumers of healthcare. I understand anyone can access and sign up for my prescriptive solution. What's the experience today, status quo versus the transformed experience with prescriptive health? Yeah, and we've touched on some of this, but we do, any consumer out there can go to my prescriptive. We have a discount cash card also. Today, they didn't realize they could go and have that same experience that I talked to you on, that on a health insurance plan with our discount card. They can get the text in the provider's office. We can shop pharmacies and alternatives for them, but it's going to be our cash discount price, not a plan price. And so today in a discount card world, they don't, they they go to the, they get handed some piece of paper and said, try this one. And there's some out there that that are okay, but they don't have that experience that we have. Or they actually now feel like they have insurance. They're like, wow, I have a plan. This means something to me. And the current process today is there isn't one. There, There just isn't one when it comes to, the pharmacy experience. They don't, sometimes the drug isn't there when they get there. Sometimes it's too expensive. They have no conversation with their physician at all whatsoever. They are just told what to do and they say, okay, right? right. They say, send it to the pharmacy near, near my house. They don't feel like they have a say. They don't feel like there is any other way to do something. So it's a very frustrating experience right now. And so it, it's just really important to us My prescriptive and the digital prescription I've mentioned is the backbone of our company. It's why we're in business, and it's how we're going to rewrite the script for the U.S. pharmaceutical industry. That's awesome, Doug. Well, look, this has been a true pleasure. I think we could do a part two because personally, Mm -hmm. I'd like to better understand the blockchain elements of it. We don't have enough time today, but I'd love to understand the blockchain elements of it and how you guys are taking advantage of that technology for this. Mm -hmm. But for now... For the people, for the businesses and the consumers that want to take advantage of this and want to learn more, mm-hmm. where can they learn more? Yeah, I, I would go to prescriptive.com and prescriptive is spelled with, a, it's spelled with a Y in the middle, not an I. So prescriptive.com and you can learn more and contact us directly. And so I really appreciate the time. This has been a lot of fun. I could talk about this forever. Uh, <laughs> excited too, to get, uh, excited too, to get back on the show floor here. It's a uh, 
There's a lot going on out there. There is, Doug. And I want to thank you. And folks, don't worry about trying to spell it. Just open up this podcast, go to the show notes, and we're going to leave a link for you to click there and access everything that we discussed, as well as a way for you to try it for yourself or for your employees. Doug, can't thank you enough. Thank you. Appreciate it. 